0: Let's crack a few.
1: All right, we are rolling. We got the Cleveland Moto Podcast, and tonight we are celebrating a remarkably nice Indian summer. Uh, you know, around fifty degrees out there during the during the late evenings on the way home. It's not too bad. Almost sixty some degrees during the day.
2: Better watch calling it Indian summer. We need to have right. somebody yeah.
1: offended. Yeah, crackle cast. Crackle. We do oh, need to have another dude. crackle cast. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I I completely agree. The uh,
0: oh
3: yeah,
1: the
0: driveway yeah, fire. The driveway fire. <laughs> you know what? I, I I had people contact me that that thought that those were the most comforting. And and like fire chats yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree they, they, they just said they were the most relaxing podcast to listen to because you hear the fire crackling They're in the cool. background
2: and... I listened to one I wasn't involved in it was before I started coming to them mm-hmm. I listened to one where there was like waves lapping in the background
1: yeah that was the beach, beach blan- cast that beach was, blanket bingo that
2: was like really screwing.
1: we started like, we started that, that podcast naked. Oh, wow. yeah, that, I'm glad um, I wasn't there that's, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Well, Emmy was naked so. <laughs> oh, you, you might have wanted to be there <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's okay. Can never work with her ever again uh, So, for people that are nerds and want data We're going to go around the room here To my left is Dustin To his left Johnny Crome. To his left Steve Hoffer. To his left John McElfresh And Phil Waters, your humble narrator And by the way, that's the first time we've ever done it right because Chris Smith isn't here. <laughs> so, uh, he never, it's not like he. Per, it's great. <laughs> fuck it. Now we're going to turn. No that? more. No more wave files. <laughs> no more motorcycle <laughs> men bullshit. I don't want anybody's soundboard. No. I was no, thinking we could no. hit buttons or no, we just hit them. No. You know? no. Fuck that. We no, no. This. No. This.
4: <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs>
1: Hi, it's Teabag and Dickhead. Welcome to the Morning Zoo. Fuck you. Yeah, no way, man. Yeah, yeah. No, stop. Just stop. It. Do you know who likes that guy? Nobody likes that guy. Yeah, yeah. And I always like it on the Motorcycle Men podcast when they do that. They they all think that it's so clever that they pause for a second to make sure there's dead air before it happens. And I'm just like,
2: no, no, it's not
1: fucking funny. Is it, You know, it. it That's uh, the
2: equivalent of looking right at the camera and giving a smirk. I'm
1: okay with that. I'm fine with that. I do like the squeak, though. I don't know that,
3: that, that like squeezy.
1: T- oh my god!
3: <laughs> uh,
1: I don't like them I don't like it. I don't care for it one bit. So for everybody who's a tech nerd and just gets off on fucking data, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about cruisers. Today's podcast is going to be a very data-driven podcast. We've got the results. Of the massive Motorcycle Safety Foundation test that was done with over a thousand riders in many different states on many different types of motorcycles. I've distributed the link around, we'll put the link in the show notes. But if you get a chance to look at this thing, it's great. We're going to talk about it in just a few minutes. Uh, in the past week, uh, a lot of stuff has happened around here. Hoffert. Um never gonna I'm done buying motorcycles this year. I'm done buying motorcycles this year. I'm not gonna buy any more bikes. Was well,
3: that my resolution? Was that my motorcycle it, resolution? I think it too? might
1: have been a resolution. Uh, but the point being, what did you fucking show up with today? A new ruckus. <laughs> His new fucking ruckus. Um, a new fucking ruckus. How many miles are on that ruckus?
3: Well, when I got it, it had 130.
1: <laughs> 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 wow. And it's uh 10 years old, right? So yeah, 10-year-old Ruckus. Yeah, 10, year old ruckus. 10. Yeah, 10 Ooh, years I didn't old. realize it
4: was that old.
1: Oh, yeah, 10-year-old no yeah, Ruckus. It's it's got yeah, knew, right no with miles, miles on. 130 it. miles on. And it. it's uh it's Alpine camouflage, which is kind of sexy. Huh? Like, I I like camouflage anyway, but being <clears> that it's snow leopard that even makes it more attractive.
3: Did you have to clean the carb or anything, or put a new battery? No, they, he just the guy spent two forty at a dealership getting everything done: the new, new fuel pump, he yeah. had the carbs cleaned. Yeah. Wow! Carbs. And on and your carb, pre sorry. the carb <laughs> carb. now on your previous
1: <laughs> Ruckus, you tuned it. So you performance tuned your previous Ruckus, right? How much money did you spend?
3: I spent $400.
1: Okay. And what items did you change?
3: I changed the ECU. Mm-hmm. I re the car. Mm-hmm. I changed the variator. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I modded the airbox. Mm-hmm. And I got a net total of five miles an hour. Five miles per hour for $400. For four,
1: plus... plus it would have easily been $200 worth of labor had you not done it yourself. Right. So you may have spent we'll $600. Shock. I
3: also put a, a, a good shock on it okay. with a preload. Cause yeah. Because you, you can't. These things need a preload for my fat ass. So, so.
1: for fucking $600 worth of work, you, it can't go five miles an hour faster.
3: No, it's ridiculous. So it's I'm ridiculous. just leaving it stock. You
1: should. I mean, yeah, that's exactly it. The only thing that's more pathetic than an actual ruckus is somebody trying to make it go fast. I was right. very pathetic. Yeah, it's just the way it works. If you the, want to uh,
0: go I, 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 put a I that, motor in it. I learned that with a buddy scooter. I just I threw piles of cash at it, oh, so and, which I'm you. sure Phil was really happy about.
1: Yeah, well, I mean,
0: because <laughs> I was buying. It shit It wasn't off.
1: like I had the shit on the shelves. I had order, or, ordered all in for you. So, uh, and I, I was actually, I think, the first person they, in the U.S.
0: to have the 161 kit.
1: Oh, yeah, you might have been. That might I'm have been the first sure, one. I'm pretty sure you got yeah, it the very first the very 161 first one kit. Sold. and that is one of those games where you're just like you spent like over a thousand dollars. Oh and yeah, you got eight miles an hour.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I <laughs> I I got that bike to go from
0: <laughs> top speed of 61 to I was able to get over just over 70. Yeah. Downhill. Yeah, you talk about like with a tailwind,
1: (laughs) not not a fantastic return on your investment. So you know you'd have been further off taking twelve hundred dollars and buying a CB two fifty. Exactly. Exactly. The sad part
3: is, you know, okay, I have that FXS. Yeah, Yeah. and that is an inspiring bike. Oh yes, it is. And this bike is the most uninspiring (laughs) bike that you could ever have. But I mean, it looks good. <clears throat> I, mean, I think it looks kind of cool. I mean, like I said, I yeah. think it kind of has, you has that put z- on your other foot, right? <laughs> it it, it kind of has that zo- mean, zombie yeah.
1: apocalypse look. They look you yeah. cool.
3: Yeah, yeah. Ruckuses but, are cool. What I like the most about it, yeah. it sounds like your refrigerator running at redline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it I've never exactly had my refrigerator like like, run
1: at. Red quick, at go check red on red mom. Line. She fell asleep with her foot <laughs> on the Singer sewing machine panel. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like a hermet or a. Or hermetically sealed compressor running.
1: Well, that's I mean <laughs> when you look at when you look at the starter motor so it assembly. Like it kinda is. When you yeah. look and see that the battery
2: Well that's the only thing I like about those. Yeah. That and the doesn't the, the starterator? Doesn't the Metro have the same yeah, the session? Yeah, yeah. Same, same same yeah, it's, it's a cool design. Uh,
1: yeah. The see, device that's starting the motor has as much horsepower as the motor. <laughs> Steve actually rode the bike through the door today. Well, of course he did. If I had a big enough house, I would never walk to the bathroom ever again. I would be like, this is the bathroom ruckus. Yeah. It's the only thing in the world. Like, every time I get on one of those, one that's, like, well used and, like, dialed in, you get on it. It's just like I get on it, and I'm pushing it with my foot as I'm hitting the starter motor button. Because just, it just, like, rolls into operation. It's yeah. like those cars that have the yeah. push the gas pedal, like and it starts star. the motor and goes. Like yeah, go like golf yeah, like a golfer. Yeah, like a Exactly. You're like, well, I'm an electric The starter should just be built I, into, no, into the thing. It should just get the gas in. <laughs> what do they call that? Dynamo? Is that what <laughs> yeah, Dynamo. Yeah, Dynamo. Charging just, starting <laughs> yeah. Dynamo.
4: It's the same thing. I call them starter-aiders. The, on the old little yon Couldn't say where she's coming from. And this looks like a... Just been girl named Dynamo Home. it looks like a vacuum cleaner motor with a big armature and a thing, and... When you hit it, it's starts the motor and then when you let up it makes it it starts charging. That's really cool.
1: They were using that on motorcycles in the forties. The technology hasn't changed. The idea is you have a mass of metal going past some magnets. Right. We can put electricity one direction or we can put it the other direction. And that's really all it is. Positive or negative. Yep. When, when it's going when it's going this way? They just have like a little relay box
4: underneath. it so that when you hit it. It makes the relay go this exactly. way, and turn it over yeah. when, when you let off
1: the relays pop back way. and it right, starts yep. charging. It's remar- I mean it's remarkably simple, it's elegant, the fact that it's you light, don't need the motors right is oh, the size of a softball. Well, the piston in there is yeah. literally the piston is like a novelty keychain piston. <laughs> you know, <laughs> somebody looks at somebody looks at the piston. It's like,
2: it's like something you get as a trophy yeah, at a motorcycle exactly. show. Yeah. You know?
1: yeah, the piston in those things is hilarious. You
2: put two of them in my beer can, and it would be like a Yahtzee cup with dice. Yes, it would. Yes, <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, the first time I saw one of those pistons out in the wild, I, I just kind of was like, "This is hilarious." I, do you know. You know, I used to do RC cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. The pistons in those .60s were oh. hilarious. Yeah, but they're they're just like keychain fobs. They're they're so funny. The uh, and you have two throttle positions, <laughs> yeah, on and off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and, light switch.
3: And the, the saddest part <laughs> mm-hmm. is that to get going faster, you could push with your foot.
1: Of course, and it actually doubles your
3: acceleration. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's the old moped rule. If it yeah. had pedals, it'd be twice as fast. Uh-huh. Yeah, you get a good launch if you had the pedals on there. The uh, so you're
3: obviously happy with your pursers <clears throat> <laughs> I, I like that thing as quirky as the thing is I like it I mean I my old one I liked. and I rode it everywhere yeah I and mean I, hey and my big thing is to race cars on Hilliard because <laughs> what, the you know fuck? what? that thing is the slowest vehicle on the road and well yeah. you' can still
1: beat cars
3: because <laughs> <laughs> they're on their cell phone yeah that's you can... true
1: you can dice you can dice dice around and and Play play strategy. Right. And play strategy and you'll beat him. You know, if you average 30 miles an hour versus the guy who's on a cell phone and, you know, is using up twice as much brakes and throttle as you're using. So, so yeah. I
3: got that going for me. You got that going for you, <laughs> rolling, which is nice. Rolling stratega.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow we're going to have a lot of fun for, uh, we're doing a scoot and shoot, mm-hmm. which we do annually. <whistles> We go out to Bruce Gordon's property, which is just, like, six houses into the township where it's legal to shoot.
4: <laughs> and, right uh, down from a fairly, fairly nice golf course. No, it's
1: a very fucking bougie fucking golf course, and it's literally the, the property adjacent to it. <laughs> and they so, get a
4: little uh, sketchy about the
1: shooting. We always start with the best intentions, you know, 22s.
4: I don't think that's going to happen this year. <laughs> I have
1: a feeling you're right. I think it's a combination of... Yeah, it's the combination of twenty twos have been a little harder to buy, and then everybody's kind of upgunned each other. <laughs> I'm still only bringing my twenty two. Fuck everybody. That's all I'm
4: else. I, I thought yeah. about. It, I'm like, nope. I'm not even going to bring. I'm
1: just going to bring my twenty twos. My twenty two pistol.
4: Yep. My twenty two rifle. Yep. Same and thing. I'm going to shoot a shit ton of twenty two. Yes, I am. Well,
1: then. I'm going to be using up all of the twenty twos, all the twenty twos I can. I'm going to have both bloody thumbs from loading magazines. Oh, that's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. yeah, I I, have a that, speed loader. Uh, I, I do I have a speed loader. Yeah, but oh, it's yeah. still slow as fuck. I mean, it's I can still shoot them faster than I can load them, even with a crank loader. I just bought uh, a
2: speed loader for my AR platform.
1: hmm Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those <laughs> rotary yeah. mags are a pain in the ass. Well, that's... Yeah, because I'm shooting a Ruger 10-22. I tried
2: to buy one for that Mossberg 22 I have. Right. And you can't. Mm. They only have them for the Ruger. For the Ruger, yeah. Yeah. They had this little thing with a. Well, the Ruger is
1: sort of. That's the one I have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you load it with. That uh,
2: won't work on the.
4: No,
1: not on the Mossberg.
4: I'm surprised we haven't tried to figure out a way we can just have like a, the gun mounted on a tripod, with a mechanism with a motor, and you just pour a thousand rounds in a hopper. And it feeds the gun, and you can just.
1: How about since we only do this once a year, we like find well. a really pretty girl in a bikini with some mechanics gloves on <laughs> to just sit there and load magazines for us while we're shooting, and we'll pay her twenty bucks an hour.
0: I think you said the exact same or thing last Thirty bucks an hour, <laughs> forty
1: bucks an hour, fifty bucks an hour. So depends drive, on how cold it is. So she You drive down to
2: Cleveland, <laughs> get one of these girls, and say, hey. Baby, I'll do anything you want for 50 bucks. Anything, honey? Yeah. Uh-huh. Come <laughs> <of> to my house. <laughs> load, okay. when you're load, done, load magazines. <laughs> when you're done painting my
1: house, you'll be loading these magazines. That's it. What sort of bizarre sex act are you into? Oh, just paint the house and load the magazines. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Remember when we moved and we had all that scrap steel? Yeah. Yeah, if she'll do anything for a hundred dollars, I have things that she'll question. I have things she'll go run screaming from. She'll like, wouldn't you rather put something in my butt? No, nope, no, no. I need you to. I need you to load all this scrap steel up into that back of that pickup truck. Yeah, yeah. You know what? The good news is though, I believe in. I believe. I believe in safe sex, so here's your mechanics gloves. <laughs> now load all that steel into the back of that pickup truck. That's in the right. beginning. yeah, and talk dirty while you're doing it because we don't want to take this away from the stuff you're, you're qualified get to do. Shot before right? you work, for exactly. Me. You won't get AIDS. You won't get hepatitis. You won't get anything else. You might get tetanus. Yeah, totally different work-related injuries. So if you get locked, John, is that is that like a workers' cap claim? Then?
3: <laughs> yes, it is. Uh-huh.
0: Is, is yeah. lockjaw a euphemism?
1: No, no, lockjaw is lockjaw. <laughs> yeah. so
0: doesn't tetanus give
1: you lockjaw? Yeah, tetanus yeah, gives you lockjaw. Oh. Lock yeah, it'll lock your jaw. The uh, So, there's a... You guys don't necessarily know this, but for the past 30 days, I've been running a test. An empirical test of the Phil Waters Transportation System. And you don't have AIDS? Nope, yep, I don't have AIDS. Okay, All good. Right. But what I've been doing is for the past 30 days I have been using as my damn near exclusive motorcycle the Harley Davidson Road Glide Ultra as and just for just about goddamn everything. I've really worked hard to make sure everything I've done I've done on that motorcycle. I've put 1800 miles on the bike in the past 30 days. Uh Jeepers. Yeah. And I've gone through five, almost Olders. six tanks of gas. No, no. Uh, but here's Sorry. the here's what I can tell you. He has a lot of new smelly friends. Yep. Here's what I can tell you. The results of the test. The results of the test are, um, as we can tell you today, I was running late. Uh, you guys know why I was running late, but I was running late. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, or I should say, I don't it, think that got I right. was trotting late. Uh, but I was I was trotting late today. So I had to move at maximum velocity from my house in Avon Lake to here at the West Side Shop. And then from Yeah, exactly. The trains were not on time. So I had to do this. I had to go from Avon Lake to here at Camps Corners all the way to Mentor, but I had stuff that I had to pick up and drop off here. So as a method of calculating my time over distance, I put a very motivational C D in the C D player of the Harley Davidson. I put Rancid Out Come the Wolves, which is a very motivational CD. It's 18 tracks of fast-moving punk rock, good music. And uh, I threw that in, and it was hilarious because at the end of the 18th track, I was pulling into the driveway at the Mentor store. Now, mind you, anytime the motorcycle wasn't running, the disc wasn't spinning. So when I came in here to drop off paperwork and pick up paperwork for a few minutes, didn't even take my helmet off. That's the kind of pace I was running at, that it wasn't covering. So, like the distance from my house to the other shop, with the stop in between, is exactly one Rancid album. <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, okay. I got to look up and
1: see exactly what the duration, the runtime, is on that album. But I got to figure it's probably something in the neighborhood of like an hour and eighteen minutes or something like that. So let's see uh, the ultra hour.
3: Rancid.
1: Yeah, yeah right. Is yeah. Some it, correlation? No, no correlation there at all. But here's some of the dynamic testing I can tell you about. One. I do not know what the stated top speed of a 2011 or 2013 uh, Harley-Davidson FLTRU is. It's fuel-injected. It's a 103 cubic inch motor. I didn't have anything in the bags except you know lightweight paperwork items. There's myself who weighs about 200 and some pounds, and I was driving it as you do as I do. <laughs> We've gone <clears> up, <throat> now. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're, we went plaid. And uh, (laughs) 104 miles an hour is what it said it will do. And at sixth gear, at 104 miles an hour, I was not... uh, There might have been a bit of a headwind, but at 104 miles an hour, that was what the bike could give me. I, I kept my throttle right in it, and I just couldn't get it to crack 105. Did you, did you, it did you hit
0: the rev limiter?
1: No, 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 not a rev limiter. No. I hit the I hit the power to resistance limiter. Okay. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Where simply so split.
2: x amount of force will only push you yeah. so fast in if x amount
4: of If you had theoretically
2: resistance. got behind a
4: semi truck that was going 120 miles an hour I could have gone 120. You could have probably gone 120.
1: And if I would have got behind a semi truck that was going 150, I probably could have gone 150. But in open air. But in open air with maybe travel. a little bit of a headwind I was definitely so at 104.
2: It's maximum velocity. At maximum
1: velocity.
3: Does, it, does that have attack? Yes. how?
1: Not not impressive. Like under 4,000 RPMs or around 4,000 RPMs. Would six you, speed transmission. If you put it in oh. fifth, would you? Ah, oh, that's it? an excellent question. So I ran the bike in fifth gear because the sixth gear is quite a healthy overdrive in those six speeds. So in fifth gear at 100 miles an hour, I was close enough to redline where I really didn't feel like. Giving the beans further to achieve the 105. So I did resort to using the sixth gear and I picked up the sixth gear push. The sixth gear push did work from 100 to 104 miles an hour. I don't know if I would have felt totally cool running the fifth gear faster, but I can tell you in sixth gear, on flat road, 104. 205 miles per hour is about what that motorcycle will go. How hard was it breathing?
2: Plenty fast.
1: I don't think it was breathing hard at all. I think it was totally doing its thing. It was, a, it was a low RPM. Yeah, yeah. 4,700 4, 4, RPM. Yeah, it was 40 couple hundred, like 4,200 RPM or so. It wasn't that bad. It
4: was singing. But it was not.
1: singing, but it wasn't hurting. It wasn't hurting at all. The bike's got about 9,000 miles on it. And it just was doing its job. It was very, very nice. It did its thing. Another thing that will probably surprise some people in the room is that from zero to 60... Just balls to the wall. Go, go, go. Um, I was still in second gear. Now, that is saying something from that 975-pound motorcycle. Not counting my weight. Not counting five gallons of gas in the gas tank or four and a half gallons of gas in the gas tank. That zero to 60 in two gears is kind of fucking cool. And it did get up there really quick, and it did it in about 5.9-ish seconds. And that's it's nothing not to sneeze at. It's totally fucking respectable. Yeah, it's um, For people who are into that, and so I guess you remember this is a Harley Davidson. This is um, in the what's that sound? Oh, <laughs> Does yeah, it have a- it's my iron long. I know yeah. I could look outside, yeah.
2: but I don't remember. Does that have the stock height windshield or the <clears throat> reduced height
1: windshield? Um, I would call it a stock height windshield. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely doing its job. I could kind of see over it. But realistically, looking through it most it's of the time. It wasn't a little short four-incher. Four it's about an eight-incher. Uh, now, the <clears throat> the Road Glide Ultra is pretty fucking high up on the Harley-Davidson spectrum. Of of motorcycle packages. That's
0: like, basically at the top.
1: It kind of is. I mean, of platforms, so to speak. I mean, yes, you can get a Road King CVO, and pass it up in the price department. Mm-hmm. But realistically, from platform levels... That is the F-350 of the of their world. Like, that's kind of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, do they have a platform that's... I mean, they have that with a Rushmore package.
3: You're right.
1: Right, but it's still that. I mean, the fixed windshield, the double headlight, it's kind of there.
3: And that's stock?
1: stock yeah, right? bone stock. The whole motorcycle's bone stock. There's not one option on it. There's not one... Well, there, there's not one enhancement on it. Right. It's no, It's optioned, but it's not... CVO, it's not anything out of the oh, ordinary. Right. It's got factory exhaust on it. It's got factory air cleaner on it. It's it's exactly as it left the it's factory. Enough,
2: right? It's got
1: Yeah, good better stereo yeah. it's got
2: They still have C-
1: CB. Yep, has got yeah. all the full intercom system and the whole deal, but you have to have different things to plug in there. Right. Because like the rear like all the cool shit that it has this extra mile and a half of wiring so your passenger can control the stereo and volume and shit is useless if you don't have the headsets to plug into it. It's a headset-based system. So if you have the headset, which is not cheap, but if you have the headset under your Shorty helmet or wired into your full-face helmet, then you can benefit from the music going directly in your ear holes. Here's what I will say. Whatever the Harman Kardon stereo system that is in the bike with the four speakers that all point at your ear holes, it works really good. Mm -hmm. With a three-quarter helmet on with a visor, Oh, uh, at 75, 80 miles an hour, you can hear the words to the songs. It's <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Um, I have gotten used to, you know, guys, you guys know this. I've said it before. I do not like having music going when I'm riding. I've gotten used to it. I've definitely become used to it. Um, that's if the music's quality, if, this, mm-hmm. if it sounds good, if it sounds like shit. Fuck, I don't want to hear it. Turn it off. The brakes on it. <clears throat> well, the brakes are, <clears throat> the brakes are all right. But you do have to remind yourself you're riding a 1,000-pound motorcycle. So it is like the first time you drive a bread truck, you got to leave extra room to stop. And that's the way this thing feels. It's like saying
3: woe to an elephant.
1: Yeah, it is. It is saying woe to an elephant. It's, it's just like there's nothing that and happens that's, and that's in just a hurry. The, that's just it's the, the nature of the beast. Exactly. Anyway. Yep. That's
2: nothing against that particular. Like, you can dance it gonna, around pretty gonna good. Ta- they're all going to have that yep. uh, reaction.
1: Yes. The yeah. suspension is exactly like your grandfather's Barca lounger. And I'm not talking about the chair, the seat. No. I'm talking about the actual, what keeps the tires on the road. It is the most plush, opulent, Cadillac, whatever ride system they want. And you do have to put, if you're not putting 50 pounds of air in those rear shocks, you are fucking stupid. Because when I tried it with 25 pounds of air in it, which is what they recommend for a single rider of my weight, it's... Horrible. It wallows. it wallows frighteningly. And any pothole or anything resembling a pothole, if you're not bottoming out, you'll think you're just going to... You'll think you're going to fucking potato trip the rims if, they, if that rear suspension isn't at 50 PSI. So, wow. I mean, just... It's definitely meant to be the thing that you use to get from Cleveland to Omaha. It is not the thing you use... To get from the east side of Cleveland to the west side of Cleveland, like when you're trying to do quick maneuvers, mm-hmm. it's not fun. It's not it is. Carving. It is not what a mean? carving knife. It is really not. Not uh, a
2: speedboat. It's a
1: tugboat. No, it's a tugboat. It is a tugboat. And I tried to drive it in a very spirited manner. I tried to kind of get a little happy with it. It's. It reminds you all the time that it's big and it's heavy and it's because it, it needs
2: slowly. a 30-inch front wheel to make it handle. Oh, my God. Oh, sweet Jesus. Uh,
1: <clears throat> that comes into my next comment is lean angle. It does not have a lean angle.
2: <clears throat> scrub angle? Yeah,
1: scrub angle. Floorboard
2: scrub angle? It's exactly what it is.
1: <laughs> As a person who's very, very used to Moto Guzzi motorcycles and other motorcycles that I feel like I can lean with wild abandon, you cannot lean this motorcycle with wild abandon. Freeway on-ramp speeds, the speed limit sign on freeway on-ramps now actually means something the speed when you're exiting a freeway and you see the exit speed of like 35 miles an hour which to a motorcycle rider means 70 right you know double it uh no not anymore
2: it was dragging i
1: it's terrifying
2: you know i grabbed that well yeah you did because i yeah. asked you i yeah. grabbed that uh, road king yeah the road king and uh we were dra- I was dragging board in the Metropolis Right, and that's and a bike. I really wasn't speeding either. I was doing like 40.
1: And that's a motorcycle that's wearing a $1,000 worth of progressive suspension upgrades.
2: Yeah, but it's still the same chassis. chassis. Yes, right. please.
1: Yeah, they didn't move uh, the pipes. Yes, please. <laughs> the pipes aren't. T- yes, the, please. It's the, still uh, the
2: same chassis. It's still got the same floorboard mounts, which are right. it, it's, it's terribly low.
1: Terribly low. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I understand when all the people at Sturgis who are are dyed in the wool Harley Davidson riders who rode the Motoguzi MGX twenty one said, Wow, when I first got on this bike, it felt like my, my, my it felt like I was too high up in the air. Yes, because you kind of need to have that. It's called clearance. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna have everything sagging low and dragging bags. Yeah, it's called lean angle. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, this motorcycle does not come equipped with lean angle. And for years I watched the law enforcement. Competitions and the guys riding the FLHS were always just the entire duration of the contest. is, Yeah, it's
0: <laughs> dragon pegs. Yeah, oh, yeah
1: it's yeah. seventy percent rubber, thirty percent steel. Yeah, that's that's your contact device. And then when they're put done, on them? Put wheels on I on them. would put. Yeah, I would literally. <laughs> I would put, put skateboards. I would put yeah, skateboard yeah. wheels on them. I would yeah. put casters on them because to, at least so you have something rolling in contact with the deck, as opposed to something that has a very low coefficient of drag. You know, uh, you know, that's just, uh, yes, putting casters underneath would be way better than what I had going on riding that bike. Uh, for people who want to get a really fun website, uh, you guys could, should check this out. So it's called michigan.gov forward slash MSP. That's Michigan State Patrol Vehicle Test Book. And they do one for every year. Mm-hmm. And what they've done is they've taken out... Motorcycles and in a very, very, uh, in a very, very controlled method, they have tested in this particular case seven different motorcycles. And the seven motorcycles, do you want a Yingling or do you want a High Life, Dustin? Uh, no okay, all right, all right, all right. There we go, And They're off. Okay, so in this particular <coughs> test, if you guys want to whip around here so you can see it, hey, computer, come back. <laughs> what the hell was that? Was that just like? I'm going to time out on your ass. Um, thanks, man. What does a flashing green light mean? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, anyway. Um, perhaps. Press it again. I can't Press, Press it again. Press it again. Yeah, I know, right? And I have no idea what happened. Uh, I really don't. And, the, we're, uh, and we're not off. No, we're still flashing. <laughs> we're off. Um, yeah. We're off. <clears throat> no, well, I mean right. uh, actually we are off. We are off. Mm-hmm. So okay, we're, well, then. so we're, I'm just going to like take the podcast listeners through it while uh, while we re up the screen. So they tested a Moto Guzzi Norge. They tested two different BMWs. Okay. They tested a, a BMW F800 gtp or whatever the hell it is they tested uh, a full flavor uh bmw they tested the harley davidsons they tested a victory commander they tested a number of uh these motorcycles to the police department standards which interestingly enough they do acceleration they do braking they do top speed which is fun and they also do laps around a racetrack think bad yeah. i
3: don't want to change this go ahead but uh Remember you said that uh, a few weeks ago in the podcast, we were talking about how Cleveland bought F-800s? Yes. Yeah. I was at a, a brick and barrel down in the flats. Yeah. And three or four motorcycle cops, Cleveland mm-hmm. motorcycle cops were there. And I started talking to them. And I'm like, hey, I heard you guys bought F-800s. Yeah. And he said, oh, we only really bought two. Oh, really? And he said we bought them because, So the time I
1: saw them, I saw both of them. Yeah.
3: And the mayor, he, the, he said... The mayor wants women to ride... They want women motorcycle caps, and they bought the F800s for women motorcycle caps.
1: Oh, give me a break. Okay. No. I'm, I, I, years I, ago, 20 I'm years ago, one of my friends was a Cleveland motor officer. She was a motor officer yeah. on the Harley-Davidson. She lived in Menor, and I would... You no, know, but this
3: came from City Hall. I it's understand these completely. Guys. These guys were cool.
1: No, I completely understand.
3: For some some reason was,
1: uh, well I'm smelling I'm picking up what you're putting down and it's just it's, yeah, but it's why do
3: they need to do that I mean let them ride uh, whatever everybody else rides
1: I, I kind of agree and as a person who's married to a person who rides motorcycles and raced scooters and everything else she would never want there to be a separate standard for her because she's female
4: Ever. No, but it's... Why wouldn't they have put them on Sportsters? If you're going to run Harleys, run all Harleys and put them on a Sportster with bags on it.
1: Well, or they don't... Hey, the Cleveland Police Department doesn't have a fleet of Priuses for women who aren't comfortable driving full-size Crown Vicks. You
3: know, I know plenty of... Okay. Plenty of the people, women I ride with... Right. Ride the biggest bikes out there. Exactly. And they are awesome. Well, Yeah. If you look, and they at, ride like they can ride better than I can, yeah. and I I have no. I mean, so why do they have to? Why do they pan? They're, they're like a
1: it's pantherizing. Right? Yeah, picture exactly. Yeah. And if you look at Selena and Jordana, the Grodex uh, mom, she rides, and she trains women how to ride Goldwing motorcycles. You know, she handles a full size sidecar rig. You know, full platform Triumph motorcycle with a sidecar rig she's a skilled she's not big she's not a monster she's a very you know petite woman who knows how to ride a fucking motorcycle so boy that really you know what a pain in the dick that is uh that they would say oh well we bought two of them just so we could let women be motor officers you know you wouldn't become a motor
4: officer unless you had already been riding a motorcycle, yeah. right?
1: You wouldn't become a motor officer unless you Okay, I mean, that would be like saying, Well, uh, you know what? You know our you know our mounted division that we have? We got some ponies.
5: <laughs> we got some ponies.
1: Right? We got some Shetland ponies, got some ponies to encourage people who aren't ready to ride a full-size horse. <laughs> I mean, if the job says that the job says you know, that's. The, I'm just gonna say, if you're, if the police car you're using is a fucking Dodge Charger, if the police car you're using is a Ford Crown Vic, then it's a fucking Dodge Charger, a Ford Crown Vic. You don't go out and buy two Priuses and rig them all up with lights and shit, just because you might have people that aren't. Comfortable driving a big car. You know,
4: women driving the dump trucks and the well, garbage And trucks school buses
1: and, and everything else in the goddamn world. Right. They don't give, a, oh, you're a woman, let's give you the short bus. You know?
3: <laughs> see, that's, that's what you add. Right. <laughs> <standard>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But there's the such bus. a double standard out It's there. ridiculous. They, they talk, I was reading these articles about how these colleges are teaching things about toxic Yeah, toxic, mascul- toxic masculinity. masculinity. Oh, but you geez. know what? Why is it not toxic when... Other people like if, if somebody else exhibits that behavior, if a, if a female <clears throat> exhibits that behavior, it's not right. toxic. Right. It's a service. Yeah. Well, because so, we're going to wind
2: up turning into Sweden over here. That's why Sweden's being
4: overrun right now. The gentrification yeah. of America.
1: So here's the fun part. So I, I wanted you guys to see this because this is this is where this test. So this is Michigan.gov. Uh, you go to the vehicle test, and if you just go into Google and you type in um, Michigan State Patrol. Uh, vehicle testing it's a 31 page document and it has all the stats bmw r1200 rtp top speed 130 miles per hour quarter mile time 1286 not too shabby uh bmw f800 gtp top speed 139 for an 800 giddy up Mm -hmm. uh you know goes through the quarter at 13.62 so not as quick in the quarter but definitely higher in the top speed, <laughs> Harley-Davidson FLHP Road King. The reason I came on this site, because I really wanted to see, I couldn't find anywhere in print what the top speed of the FLTRU was. I couldn't find a printed by Harley-Davidson or anybody else measured top speed. Just couldn't do it. So I had to go to this, where the um, FLHTP... <laughs>
2: just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So just
1: couldn't do it. You should be fucking concerned when there's a piece of data you can't find using Google. right? This conversation has remind me it's of been black suppressed. <laughs> you know how fast you were going? Well, I got a
3: 426. I think I could top out at 155. You were doing seven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, the Harley-Davidson FLHTP electric Glide top speed is 107 miles per hour. Okay, And it gets through the quarter in 14.4. Okay, the Moto slow. Well, the Moto Guzzi turning uh, radius. Nope. Well, yes, it does. Not on this page. Somewhere else I'd in the. Be curious. Somewhere else the in the thirty-one. Radius, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere else in the thirty-one-page document. Yeah. I'm, yeah. That's why I'm going to give this to people. I'm going to put the link up to make sure people can go look at this fucking thing because it's kind of intriguing. Because and this is in
3: Columbus yeah. they were saying that they were pissed when they got rid of the BMWs. Yeah. Actually, was it Columbus? No, it was uh, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. We bought that bike. Yeah. He said they were pissed. The guy, refi- he, he was totally pissed when he got a Harley. Yeah. Because the touring ladies, he had to oh. do a, a <clears> two-point <throat> turn yeah.
1: to do, to it, do a U- two-lane road. He couldn't true.
3: do a U-turn without doing a two-point that turn. That goes
1: back to mm-hmm. the 70s. The reason Moto Guzzi got the contract in the early 70s for the California Highway Patrol and took the contract away from Harley-Davidson is because the Moto Guzzi, at the time, ambassador, the Motoguzzi Ambassador, which became the Eldorado, could do a U-turn in less than two lanes, whereas a Harley-Davidson could not do a U-turn in two lanes. And which what are most roads? Two lanes. And if you can't do a U-turn to go after somebody in two lanes, if you got to stop and back up, well, how many are getting away? On, Quite a few of them. Yeah, yeah thanks, John. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Motoguzzi California, uh, top speed 122 miles an hour. The Motoguzzi Norgue, uh, top speed of 129 and the Victory Commander, top speed of 115. So pretty cool. Uh, and all these numbers are there, and uh, they, they tested these seven motorcycles. When you get into it, it's really fun because they did uh, racetrack data. Can you imagine what it's like to be out on the racetrack on any of these motorcycles running <laughs> hot laps? And they did. They went through there, <coughs> and, uh, and they, they, did, they did hot laps on every single bike. And so they got lap times. How much fun was it to be out on a Victory Commander or a fucking Electra Glide on a 10-turn fucking road racing course? Oh, that had to be fun. When you go to the document, check it out because there's some really, really cool pictures of them doing the tests. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes. But it's really neat. It does all the braking testing, all the skid pad data. And then it talks about, like, was there evidence of severe fading? Did the motorcycle stop in a straight line? Did the motorcycle stay within the correct lane? Because some of them didn't, and yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, so kind of scary. that's kind of fucking scary. It may stop in 160 feet from 60 miles an hour, but it may not be in the same lane you started in. You
3: made
1: it left. <laughs> it's kind of hooked a left in the middle there. <laughs> tell you, the,
3: yeah. the BMWs I have stop better than any bike that I've ever had. I mean, they, 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 they really, yeah. really, yeah. yeah,
1: they're they're definitely. Yeah, they're definitely really good. Apparently, if you are on a victory commander and you have to stop suddenly, plan ahead. <laughs> to pass. Was that 159? <laughs> they are, are 159.9 feet. To give you Damn. an idea. Yeah. Um, the the Moto California Touring, which is no, no dainty schoolgirl is stopping in 133. Both of the Harley Davidsons, so the worst stopper was the Victory Commander followed by the Road King and the Electric Glide. And what did Steve just say? Well, the BMW, no, the BMW that Steve is rallying for is actually one, two, three, fourth worst. Oh. The, so that's the 1200. Oh, the 1200. That's the big block. Okay. The 800, which is considerably lighter, stops in the shortest distance of 128 feet. And I usually tell people, if your motorcycle is going 60 miles an hour, It should be able to stop in 120 feet. That's a good stopping distance. Like, if you can stop from 60 to 0 in 120, that's pretty kick-ass. At the shop, we do 0 to 60 to 0 in the length of our parking lot.
0: I could stop quicker than that by uh-huh. just crashing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we said, the the control surface of my ass on the pavement there is nowhere near as Hey,
2: where's the ditch? <laughs> where's <that>? <laughs> 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 The
1: uh so that was really fun. Uh really fun document, really really good uh Good stuff. If somebody likes the the nerd out, and these are all motorcycles that are what I would call pro bikes. These are all bikes that are used for law enforcement mm-hmm. or could be used for law enforcement. Um, it's kind of fun to see Moto Guzzi's in there. I that's neat. I
2: wonder how the zero would stack up against some
1: of those. Holy huh? shit! Yeah, giddy up, because you because we know where that's going to be. Yeah, it may not be the highest speed, but nobody's going to get from it's zero gonna to gonna be quickie the, faster. It's gonna be the and nobody's going <laughs> to stop quicker. Yeah. It's absolutely true. It's going to be the lightest. Zero to quickie. thing. It's going to have the
2: highest power to weight ratio.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And least mm-hmm. downtime. The uh, So the second thing that we wanted to talk about in the podcast here today. Oh, and by the way, the last bit of data I wanted to give you guys on my test, the long-term test of the Harley-Davidson Road Glide Ultra after 30 days. I've put on six pounds.
3: I <laughs> am just going to ask if the beer belly got bigger put on six pounds MPG. I'm not shitting put on six pounds
1: I'm not fucking around I've actually put on oh, six human in a pounds a couple days will be that'll be gone right I'm carrying five awesome. pounds of shit in my belly is right it. now yeah. <laughs> this
3: has also been your yeah. favorite partying season yes it is oh yeah
1: yeah yeah. I mean, the, for the past three weeks I've been eating and drinking like a fucking king you know Henry VIII has nothing on the way I've been behaving for the past I feel like Caligula for the past three <laughs> weeks
5: <Yeah. laughs>
1: Yeah. Who's that guy in some kind of costume with a big smile on his face? Oh, that'd be Phil. This is his Christmas. Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) fucking goddamn, I love Halloween. Uh, So this is the Motorcycle Safety Foundation's 100 Motorcyclists Naturalistic Study, if you can get through that. Um, This is a test. That is
0: quite a name.
1: Well, and this is important. This test that's been running now for four years has accumulated over 366,000 miles of data. That's amazing. I mean, that really is kick-ass. The, uh, the way they're saying that they did this test, for anybody who wants to nerd out on statistics, they did a damn good job of this. They did um, California, Irvine, you know, year-round riding, mixed traffic densities, it overlaps with other studies they've done. They did Arizona, they did Florida, and they did Virginia. Uh, those were the testing areas that they they focused on. They did a GPS system. So this is what was on every motorcycle. They took, or you volunteered your motorcycle. <clears throat> the bike was equipped with um, the GPS data. What they called the a machine vision lane tracker. So it's one of those things that kind of looks ahead, sees the lines on the road. Okay. Three axis accelerometer, three axis gyro, forward facing radar, turn signal sensor, brake lever input sensor. Um, it never stopped collecting data anytime the bike was on. Uh, it carried between eight and 12 months of data in its thing, and it had cellular communication. So it didn't have to be Wi Fi, it didn't have to be Bluetooth. It's literally dumping information constantly back to Virginia Technical uh, Transportation Institute. There's five color cameras. There's forward, rear, left, right, and torso camera. Okay. So this is on each motorcycle. So each one of these bikes uh, is equipped with this. 22 of the riders were female. 78 of the riders were male. Um, To match the breakdown of cruiser, sport, and touring, 48% of the bikes were cruisers. I'm sorry. Yeah, 41% of the bikes were cruisers. 38 were touring. <clears throat> 21 are sport bikes. Okay, so that's the breakdown of what type of bikes they were operating on. So good they mix. Didn't break
3: it down by sex for
1: crashes. Crashes. No, they didn't. No, they gave everyone the same value. They said if male or female it doesn't matter, a crash is a crash.
3: But you just wonder if perception. I agree. Is that the multitasking versus uh, single yes. single. Absolutely. No,
1: there's a there's a thing in there. <coughs> and I'll bet you. I'll bet you it's there, but it's not published in these, uh, you know, hundred pages or whatever. So, uh,
2: man, Orlando, that's one of the worst places. In it's me. terrible. I can, oof, yeah,
1: ugh. you got the Disney traffic, the old people. Oof. It's, it's a fucking mess. You were participating <laughs> in study for between two months and two you, years. You threw that in for Chris, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. yeah. Over 30,000, almost 31,000 trips were logged
2: in a little bit. I'm going to start snowing for
1: yep. <coughs> Like I said, over, over 31, 360, 31,000 trips, right? So there's plenty of data um the total if you take all these people and add it together it's 100 years of data that's fantastic uh, they got 30 crashes they got 122 near misses but the scary part is events per like- rider is somewhere between zero and 13. who was the guy that had 13 events <laughs> it could have yeah, been me uh, on the drive over here,
3: but the air, but the uh, mean was one point five four. That's right. So you yep. f- that means <clears throat> it's
1: exactly mean right.
3: Every thousand miles, yep. they said it was 0.9 That's right. So that means every thousand miles we all ride, you could maybe be involved in a, a potential event near at, miss
1: near miss. And I mean, granted, every
3: miles. I've,
1: I'm I'm going to say yes because I know that because <clears throat> I ride aggressively and because <clears throat> I am on attack and because I do get angry at people who are hogging the left lane, and I'm sometimes forced to go around them, that what do they call a near miss? Have I become, if I said, those three near misses are just the cost of doing business.
3: Well, aggressive driving is one of the leading
1: oh, man. causes of near misses. When you look at these statistics, and you take this for what it really means, I'm going to tell you, uh, of the 30 crashes, they did say that, Almost sixty percent of them, what they called capsizes, low speed, low speed tip overs. Just the weight got away from you. The bike got away from you. Low speed. So big, big stuff. Um, fatalities? Did, did, it list, did it list fatalities? Are there any
4: fatalities?
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to go through here, and there um, they have some videos to show you what their definition is of. A vehicle turning across your path they have a video to show what the examples of a low speed capsize were um,
3: but it's not clear to me yeah it's like 56 percent of the crashes were 57 percent were low speed mm-hmm. round impact right is that a low side a high
1: side i mean at low speed you would consider probably a low side right? i would too yeah a high side would almost always be higher speed than that. I mean, yeah, I mean, we all know low speeds that turn into high sides. But they don't sorry. say
3: if it was caused by, but <laughs> if there was any impact with a secondary vehicle. Right. I mean, in the
1: well, remember too, it's I look
3: ground impact. So, and here's you, what I have to say. Ground impacts. Is remember, guys, over or leaving the it, road it says
2: or low, low speed. And then there's another one halfway down. that says ground impact while underway. Exactly. What's that mean? You're on the high side. off? here's what I'm going to tell you. Off?
1: Remember that this PDF that we're looking at is a PowerPoint presentation that is meant so that you, if you're training a group or if you're having a bike night at your shop and you want to give people some important data, you can get this for free. Throw it up on your video projector and teach 40 people about what, what dangers are. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> goes, though, that this is a summary. Yeah. I'm sure that there is, like they yeah. said, there's 100 years of video data. Yeah,
3: these are <clears <clears <throat> so, I was shocked by the data. Just I was too. For, uh, uh,
1: when you talk about negotiating a turn and how many people go left to center in a turn. It's ridiculous. Um, What this basically says to me is the number of incidents of, I used to be famous for a phrase that said, you know what? I'm not going to wear my helmet today. It's a beautiful day. I want to feel the wind in my hair. So I'm not going to take the freeway because I used to equate, freeway high speed danger helmet right and that's the wrong way to look at it based on these numbers they've pulled up you could ride on the freeway naked because the the number of crashes that occur on the freeway on an actual divided freeway are so low that it's completely bad logic to say i'm going to be going on the freeway there are sure therefore I damn sure better have my helmet the point is, if you're riding around your fucking neighborhood, or if you're riding in an urban area, you had better be wearing everything you own.
3: Yeah, but see, I look at I it told people for risk. Like, it looks like to me, risk doesn't increase based on uh, urban or highway. Yeah, I mean, it's it's twice, but it's point yeah. one versus <clears list throat> point two. Rear so end the,
1: striking is in a in a multiple vehicle conflict. Uh, the the rear end. Striking. Everybody says it's the vehicle turning left in front of you. We've all heard that a thousand times. It's the vehicle turning left in front of you. It's the vehicle turning left in front of you. No, that's eight percent. That's eight percent. Thirty-five percent is literally being hit from behind.
4: That may be, That may have been the case. Yeah. Twenty years ago. Right. But with cell phones now and yeah. people texting and stuff,
1: they're running into motorcycles. They're running. Into they're the running into the back of motorcycles. So what's behind you is becoming more important. The other thing is that's a very also another very high scary number is the sideswipe. That's the, the other driver is going the same distance as you are. That usually <laughs> means, in my book, he's changing lanes on top of you or he's drifting. Well, that's second. So the first likelihood is the rear end striking. The second likelihood is the sideswipe. Third, vehicle turning across your path. Um, <clears throat> head on, seven percent. And then you got all this. I like that animal related is. The next one yeah. down. Um, you know, the head-on. The head-on and animals are very similar. You know, um, the, ele- the other vehicle turning into your path from the opposite direction. That's what we call the other driver turning, you know, into your path. Um, you have just as much chance of hitting a deer or dog or raccoon as you do the other vehicle coming into your, uh, turning into your path from the opposite direction. Well,
0: and actually where we live, yeah. there's so many deer. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, yep. when I, when I'm coming home at night on my mm-hmm. bike, it, it, I'm really cautious.
2: Top of the list. Yeah. Rear, rear end striking 35%. Yeah.
1: Right. <clears throat> That's a good down, porno.
2: Down in the middle, down yeah. in the middle there. <laughs> Rear end
1: struck. Well, yeah. That, oh, yeah. Excellent. Thanks for bringing that up. Striking.
2: So, does that mean the motorcycle running hitting, into something? Yes.
0: Absolutely. You're right. Okay. stopped and Yeah, rear up. end struck would mean you ran into somebody. Right.
1: Yeah, rear end striking means you hit the guy in front of you. You're right. Okay. You're right. Rear end striking means you. Hit the car in front of you. Okay. You had excessive speed for the conditions. So you mean, didn't so leave enough room to break. Accident, right. You
2: were the one striking. Yeah. And yeah. then down on, what is it, two? <coughs> rear end, struck means you were struck. You That's were struck uh, by the
1: uh, other driver. You got rear-ended. So this is yeah, it. Rear I end mean,
2: struck
0: stars one of my you're favorite right. actresses. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the, the real danger of being a motorcyclist does seem to be aggressive driving.
2: I just, Wednesday, I was out motoring around <clears> and <throat> had to put my boot on somebody's door on 480. Came into my lane. Yeah. I was just like, me. Nothing. Yep.
1: Yeah. Dink. Rider behavior is 30.4. So the odds ratio says that rider behavior has a factor. It increases the risk by 30.4 times. Uh, that's the, an uncontrolled, what they call an you know an intersection influence 40%, forty percent, forty point seven. You can't you can't blame that on anybody. That's the intersection itself. But the next the next highest after that is combination of behaviors by rider behavior. So that's definitely the fault of the operator. Uh, it really is. I mean, when you look at the numbers here, uh, this is this is a real real big thing. And what it's telling me. When I read it is aggressive driving, aggressive riding on the heart, the part of the motorcyclist is a major fucking problem. I mean, it is a absolutely major major problem. Well, you look at the uh,
4: YouTube videos of people just going berserk on their bikes, yeah. And you know that it's only a matter of time if you're riding like that, yeah. Trying to race through traffic, oh, yeah, 150 the, miles the, an hour, the vloggers loggers that yep. you're going to die, yep. yeah.
2: yeah.
5: Well, I mean, I I say
2: I had to sell that bike before it killed me.
4: Yeah, as you know,
2: you'll be the guy with the helmet stuck in the back of the fucking yellow freight truck. Mm -hmm. How
0: many times are we at the shop and we see people just blaze down the highway? Five o'clock, Charlie.
1: We got a guy that goes past our shop at about five fifteen every day. So you can hear his muffler for about two miles, and it's a it's a high performance sport bike, Mm -hmm. and it's loud. And the best I can figure is he works downtown. He gets off, and he punches the clock at 5 p.m., and at 5.03, he's on his motorcycle, and at 5.14, he's blasting past my shop at 145 miles an hour, and he sounds like it, and you do. The, the sound waves hit you, and then the bike just goes, Yang! and it's gone, and it is always in excess of 100 miles an hour, every uh, it, single day.
0: You can seriously hear his muffler for yeah. about
1: two miles. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a little GP, little GP shorty pipe on there, and it is fantastically fast. He is moving at an incredible speed. And it's funny because a lot of the time, he must be acquiring hangers-on, or he has other people that are riding that are like, let's go do it together, because sometimes it's him alone, but a lot of times it'll be him and two or three other bikes, or him or another bike, <clears throat> and they're moving.
4: Somebody thinks they're going to try to keep up with him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if uh, I don't know if we call him the fast guy or the slow guy or whatever, but he's he has moved in, you know, and he's he's going past the shop every day, and it seems like a police officer who was interested, you know, in that sort of thing. Well, you know, might, they have that not pursuit thing now. Well, that's and I, I have heard a couple. That's so that's great that you brought that up. The city You'll of Cleveland
3: half your clip into the car.
1: Right? the city of Cleveland <laughs> yeah. and some other cities have oh. taken on a dangerous pursuit rule. <laughs> where when in doubt don't kind of thing um, but I've talked to a number of police officers who say that if if we think we can get you we're going to come after you so if you're going to speed past me make it spectacular <laughs> don't give me anything don't give accepted. me don't give me any inkling <laughs> that I can get you because if you give me the inkling I can get you I'm going to come out I'm allowed to come out and try well, that's an interesting thing, because they've never said motorcycle pus- pursuits are illegal. They've never said that. What they've said is they're found fun, right? And realistically, the vast majority of motorcycle-related p- pursuits do end in injury, and it should be...
4: It's going to have to, because
1: yeah. how
3: are they going to get you right. without making you crash? Or <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, the YouTube yeah. videos show it yeah. all. I mean, yeah. they show them, like, clipping the guys yep. on the motorcycles, yeah. and... The last one I saw, real real time, yeah. was in Strongsville. They had a guy, I saw the motorcyclist was on the ground, his bike was knocked over, yeah. He was on his shoulder. The <clears throat> cop had his foot on the guy's helmet with his gun out, like this. Yeah. And he had his foot on the guy's helmet, and he was... Because... The, <clears throat> he had his sidearm out. Right. And I, I was thinking, well... This he
1: had this escalated the thing, thing to deadly force. Right. Because clearly when the police officer was in his patrol car... He felt his life was being threatened by, by a guy on a motorcycle. motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even understand that. Uh, it's very bad. Um, like that whole thing has gotten way, way out of control. The all of that stuff. If if you wouldn't hit me with your car, if I was walking down the street, if you hit me with your car and I'm walking down the street, you are assaulting me with a deadly weapon. You can kill me. That's what that four thousand pound thing can do. Now. If I'm on a motorcycle, that doesn't make the situation any different. I'm as if not more vulnerable. So if you hit me with that police car or that civilian car, if I'm on two wheels and you intentionally hit me with your vehicle, you are attempting to kill me. It can't be looked at any other way. Now, I don't know. If I was the type of person that it would carried would be reason
4: it, to believe that your actions would cause death or serious yeah, physical harm.
1: Exactly. If I was the type of person that carried a firearm all the time, and somebody were to attempt to knock me off my motorcycle using their car, I might be inclined to defend myself against grievous bodily harm or death using deadly force. I wonder how that would pan out. I wonder how that would play out in court. If somebody attempted to hit me on my motorcycle, if I attempted to defend myself by returning fire, I don't know. That's I have no of idea. people carry ball bearings. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can I, I can, <clears throat> I can tell very you you're too vulnerable on a bike. You're too vulnerable on a bike. You, the best defense is to disengage and get the fuck away. Well, the best defense is to disengage. Statistics on your yeah. Harley, At yep. 104. Yep.
3: Most cars can do over 104. Yes,
1: exactly. And like we said a couple of weeks ago, when I was talking about the altercation I got into the road rage situation on the Shadow, yeah. where my my limit of speed gave me a lack of ability to evade the person because i could not exceed their speed because their vehicle could clearly go faster than my vehicle could and their vehicle had better braking performance than my vehicle did even though i was on a two-wheel vehicle i was completely vulnerable on two wheels and what you're seeing by this this crash report this virginia tech transportation institute shows that we are taking a much 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 higher risk when you look at the incidence of crashes to injuries per these 100 riders and remember, this is this is literally a test that is a hundred motorcyclists, guys. This is a hundred motorcyclists.
3: The last chart. If it
1: was, if it was a hundred car drivers, would there be thirty crashes?
3: <clears throat> the last. Do you see the chart that's under the credits? I don't no, change. I didn't All look at the end. Some what it. What do you say? Crash a lot. It's the number of crashes by mileage per rider.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Here it is. Yeah. Number of crashes by mileage per rider. And it's right.
3: almost like two curves. It's almost it like is. Two there's curves.
1: definitely two. The mean is so very drastic. There's there's one rider that is there's one fellow who's at about eleven thousand miles and he's thir- there's thirteen incidents. I would like to think that was probably <laughs> me. Those are probably all That's near probably misses. Me. <laughs> yeah. Those are probably all what they call he close was trying, calls. Dude. That's what I'm saying. That, He's guy, trying. that guy's trying. <laughs> and ooh, sorry guys. Oh. Sorry about ah. that. The, uh, but I will tell you that we if I talked, had
0: hair on the back of my neck, it would be standing up right now.
1: You guys remember two years ago when we talked about this? We we in our podcast we announced that there was going to be a study and that the study would involve <clears throat> collecting all your writing data. Would you voluntarily participate in it? Or, or would you be able to participate in it and not alter the way you operated? Because that's always that thing. If you want to change something, test it. If I didn't have the zero, I would
3: not alter my operation.
1: Right? <laughs> well, and so, if they did take your motorcycle and they equipped your motorcycle with all this data gathering equipment, I would ride like an asshole. <laughs> right? You'd be number th- that guy. Well, but be, I, yeah,
0: I'd be, be the, I'd, I'd be, be Mister Mister Number Fourteen well, over here. Well, the logic
1: is <laughs> if you did that to. It won't work for me because I don't ride one motorcycle. The problem with this test is whoever you're testing has to be a one motorcycle guy because he's got a of mileage. I mean, there's there's that one te- that person rode 11,000 miles in this test. You also wonder yeah.
3: if you ride multiple motorcycles, right? How that would affect the statistics because oh. you know there's so. You'd probably so for, for
0: the test you'd probably have to no no I'm not saying agree to use the test, one motorcycle. I'm just saying
3: that that. Would that make your skill set better Or mm-hmm. would it make your skill set worse Because there's a learning curve Every time you get on a different bike You have a learning curve,
1: right? So Mecklefresh is out there on a CB160 hmm. And then he's out there on a KLR650 There's CB1, going to be some different data a CB1 And a CB1 Then yeah. a Vespa Yeah, then There's a- <laughs> going to be some different Well the variety we ride
3: from data. 50cc yeah. To, you know, whatever Yeah 1,800 cc's. Okay. And the is, it, weight, is that your I mean, range? Go from the weight. Well, sure. Your your range is 50 to 1,800? Actually, my my range is 50 to 1,150. But <laughs> That's your range right now. That's right. pretty yeah. awesome. That's your range yeah. right now. Range. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. but, but the weight <laughs> range, I think the weight is probably more, and, and plus the yeah. power,
1: the roll-on. Oh, my gosh. Dustin and I talked you know, about that today. Yeah. The... <clears throat> we were sitting there and we were just taught, we we were discussing about the the graduated licensing system the, the tiered licensing systems mm-hmm. and one well, how every other
0: country pretty much every other country yeah. on the planet yeah. has a tiered licensing they system they might not
1: have clear drinking water but they have uh, a tiered licensing system designed to keep people alive yeah to not allow you to have access to power until you're ready to handle it
0: you know in, in america you can go get your, your Temp yeah. and buy a 1,500cc Harley-Davidson right. the, the, and, 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 booth, and, and walk away with you it.
2: Absolutely. America. You
0: know. Well, I... and <sighs> In other, other countries, you can't
1: do that. In Japan, I mean, they start at, what, 125? Yes, absolutely. Many countries have a 125. That's the reason so many vehicles, so many motorcycles, so many scooters... The number 125 is the biggest, most prolific number in the world of motorcycling, because in many countries, for the first year or two, that's all you're allowed to operate. You can't go bigger than 125, and that's why everybody makes a metric shit ton of 125s, because that's the statistically the largest number of riders, because a lot of people, after <clears> riding <throat> for a year, decide they're not going to do it anymore. Or a lot of people don't decide they're going to commit to getting a license and insurance. So they'll be on a 125 for the rest of their fucking life. You know? well, so I
3: like the tiered system for insurance costs. Of course. And, I mean, I think we do have that here. I mean, I, yes. I, I think yeah. to some extent we have it. I mean, yes. you, you, you're paying for your age. Yes, you're, you're paying right. for the size of the bike you ride. Right. And... Uh, but, but it does make a lot of sense to start out and get the get your wings and learn how to shift and learn how to maneuver and then just
1: move gradually move up. Even if we were in Nirvana, like the, the, the mythical land of Shangri-La, where everybody would have to get their own insurance because your insurance covered you. It was no-fault insurance for everybody. So if I hit Mecklefresh, his insurance covers him and my insurance covers me. I'll get a ticket. I'll be cited. I'll be punished. But... Our rates are both going to be static because of that. And it would, he would be loath to operate with no insurance, not fearing his <clears> own <throat> behavior, but the behavior of those around him. If you want to expose yourself to that kind of liability, good asshole, don't have insurance. But you're only fucking yourself in the process. In our state, if I don't have insurance, I can fuck as many people as I want, right? And I'm still <laughs> yeah, fucked, sense, but I you. don't care. <laughs> Because I don't get, I obviously didn't care to begin with. So my shitty behavior can affect a lot of other people. Because all your cars have temporaries. Sure. Could, well, <laughs> there's, hey, That's... there is a... When you think about how silly it is, when you talk to people who live in Michigan or when they live in a no-fault state, when you, when you talk to people who have lived with that for years and years and years, hey, what kind of insurance do you have? Good insurance. Why? Because it's my insurance. Why? Because if I get fucked over, I don't want to come out of pocket. So I pay a little bit more money in case I get fucked over. Right. So the quality of your insurance is going to benefit you.
3: You know what I don't understand, too? It's like progressive. Yeah. They kicked me over to like a sales representative or whatever. Okay. And she was telling me that if you get a 250 deductible, it's, I mean, it, on some vehicles, it's cheaper than having like a 500 or or $1,000 deductible. Wow. And so, how, wow. how can that be? I, oh. It doesn't make sense to me. But, but she said, "Well, if we do this and do that, then it's your premium is going down, and then you're getting two fifty. Yeah, you're getting you're only paying two fifty as a deductible instead of because I always carry like five to a thousand. Sure, right. Hopefully, I won't.
1: I'll never need to know. Right, right. If yeah, do, right. It, right. Being
3: out a thousand's not going to kill me. Yeah, I haven't made an
1: insurance claim in twenty years. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like our our, our uh, shop boy, Jared. Yeah. Watch your cord. Yep. Oh. Uh, yeah, Jared, yeah. our 16-year-old uh, kid. Yeah, yeah
0: he, I'm, you know, he bought that uh, Little Ninja, Ninja 250. Ninja 250, off it's 10 yeah. 10 years old.
1: Yeah, Well. It's but it's classified
0: yeah. as a sport bike.
1: Ouch! That's got to hurt his 16-year-old wallet. So, yeah, <laughs> he he pays. <laughs> I would argue that that's a standard. He yeah, pays. He
3: a, the sitting position is more standard than sport. So. I
1: think he pays more
0: in two months than I pay a year. I don't doubt it. I on on, on my DRZ400, yep. which will destroy that Ninja 250. If you guys got to
1: see what I paid... Patrick gets out of the ditch. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: I
1: have not put it Woo! in a ditch yet. No, he saved that for my bikes. Yeah, <laughs> I put Phil's bike in a ditch. Dustin, if I had, we had no-fault insurance, Dustin would have caused me some claims by now. The uh, They all got away unscathed, mostly. But uh, I fixed them. The uh, what you call it? <laughs> All uh, except
2: for your ego, buddy. Nineteen eighty-eight
1: or nineteen eighty-seven, when I had my uh, BMW, you know, a nineteen sixty-nine motorcycle, so almost twenty years old, six hundred CC, not very powerful. But in Germany, insurance is so astronomically expensive. And as an eighteen-year-old person, when a lot of you know, I didn't. I didn't match category. Because in you Germany, You were 18 in 1988. Yes, I was. Hey, you weren't. I you was, were born in 1969. Yeah, it was. Well, when I got my motorcycle. Oh, okay. it you was were 19. 19. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Math fine. is hard. I was 18 for half
3: of it. I am yeah. good at yeah. math. I was born in June.
1: I was born in June, and the year starts. Yeah.
0: yeah. I math well. Hey, Dustin. I was there. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 Unlike your math, I was there. <laughs> the, uh, uh, But yeah, my insurance was almost $300 a month. <gasps> Holy, Holy cow. Because, and this, is, and this is what will fuck you up, is in Germany they don't have a category for being 16 or 17 or 18 or 19 and operating a 600cc vehicle because in their society you're not allowed to. So their displacement laws, their power laws... Would have meant that had I been, well, had I been a German person, I would not have been able to ride that 600 cc motorcycle at my young age. You've exceeded your displacement. That's right. So I because they're <laughs> we have seen your displacement. Well, despite you the fact that my motorcycle it. sucked, <laughs> I mean, my motorcycle was a slow motorcycle. Nobody's ever said a BMW R69 was a fucking speedboat. Uh,
2: no, it's and it, a
0: tractor. It's a tractor. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it is a fucking brick. And does it have a PTO? <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. Can you yeah. plow the garden with No, it's not. it was a yeah. No the the P, a lot more The PTO time. on for trust me, for a nineteen year old kid, 18, 19 year old kid, the PTO yeah, was Phil tossed off. Because I was tossed, I was tossed off that bike so many fucking times. Yeah. You know what I didn't like back then? Cobblestone. You know what I really didn't like back then? Wet cobblestone. You know what Germany's covered in? Wet cobblestone. What, <laughs> Wet cobblestone. what <laughs> Phil really liked was getting tossed off. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, I was I that. off. I heard <laughs> that happens every morning at uh-huh. the shower.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that, um, that BMW, I, I definitely had more time... As a result of that BMW than any other motorcycle I've ever owned. Yeah. There was no... That motorcycle should have come with an unlimited supply of bar-end turn signals. When I bought that thing, it should have just come with an extra bucket, one for each handlebar, of just oxide turn signals. They
3: just needed a slider with
1: an LED. Yes, a slider with an LED. Uh, We were talking earlier about putting casters... Should have put casters on the end of the heads. There you go. Just yeah. casters on the end of the, the heads. Bars. So mm-hmm. when I dumped the thing on wet cobblestone, it would just continue to go down the road... Circling like a jet ski, it would just circle back for me like a jet ski. <laughs> it would be like, "Oh, I, I I heard you fall off back there. I'm back to pick you up, buddy." It would just circle the whole block, come around, pick me up. One of those little curly things with the yes.
5: key, <laughs>
0: little
1: dead man's <laughs> Oh my god, I fell off the kill that, switch. Yeah, that fucking motorcycle. <laughs> I've never. When I look back and say, like, when you say, "Did you did you crash your motorcycle?" I haven't crashed my motorcycle in eight years, nine years, ten years, whatever. I crashed my motorcycle sometimes three, four times a day. <laughs> sometimes twice on the way to or from the same bar, you know, because they're just—I could not. One, I did not understand how tires worked. I mean, I understood they were black and square and round and had air in them. And there's so, and and there was bar <laughs> it was square and on that bike.
4: They were kind of square. No, they
1: were they were square. Oh, they were, like, oh, they were shit. <laughs> Like I did not understand when you buy a motorcycle, the first thing you put on it tires is tires. Not a good looking seat, you know, not a winch not you know no, the first thing you buy is the thing that holds the motorcycle to the ground. You know, that keeps <laughs> you upright. And I didn't. The tire the, the motorcycle when I bought it had round black square profile shit ten year old tires on it. Friction, and, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, bro don't need friction yeah oh. <laughs> in retrospect I I'm gonna yeah yeah there were times when I laid that bike out so bad that I just did the stand-up walk away so as the bike as I low sided the bike, I just stood up and just walked it out <laughs> So I just walked it out and the bike just went wentski and I'd be like, okay and,
0: and then, every time <laughs> i dump my bike, the first thing I do is get up and look around.
1: Yes. <laughs>
3: well, Did anyone see me? The springs are so weak on those bikes, too. The throttle is probably still on. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that bike sucked. Uh, and that's why you would been telling me, like, oh, I had an R69 US. And they're like, you had an R69 US? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Oh dude, that's a super collectible, super rare, super Hey, not in nineteen eighty-eight it wasn't. In eighty <laughs> eight, that was a shit box. It, yeah. <laughs> it was a Dodge Dart made in Germany, with two <laughs> wheels. It was a shit box. There was nothing cool about that motorcycle. <laughs> My friend Terry Palmer had a Ninja two hundred fifty, brand new, straight from the PX. And he got way more attention on that Ninja 250 than I ever got him at BMW. I there Which was. It's
0: funny how the times have changed. Yes,
1: exactly. Because oh my god, anyone yeah. will look over a Ninja 250 nowadays. Yes, exactly. But and, that
0: and, BMW, yes. they'd be like, oh,
4: so oh, cool, look at that. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh no, I'd, I'd show up on that BMW, and people just be like, oh, no, dude, you you can't count yourself as being a motorcycle rider, and we really don't want you riding.
4: You couldn't ride into the danger
1: zone on that. No, you could not. ride <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Into the danger zone. Uh, I'll tell you that <laughs> <Sorry>. I <laughs> would get second gear on that bike about sixty percent of the time. Other times, I would have to regroup and go for third. <laughs> there was no, yeah, and a maximum. Yes, <laughs> a maximum performance takeoff on that motorcycle was hilarious. It you
3: would, was You wouldn't be racing planes on
1: the tarmac. No, 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 <laughs> no. no. no, no we well, had to no,
3: contend no. with a 10-pound flywheel, too. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and it, it was just, I mean, it was, that's why, to this thing, is like, a lot of people started motor- riding motorcycles on bikes that were, like, little tiny bikes or whatever, and little, like, CT90s and stuff and all that. I started doing this on a really old BMW that had been through five or six people already. <laughs> <I> didn't have <laughs> Earl's Forks. No, no, it was a US. Uh, it had no, telescopic. It Yeah, It had yeah. yeah. you know what though? Had it had Earl's Forks, I wouldn't have bought it. Because to me, at that time in my life, if it would have had Earl's Forks on it, I would have immediately said, That is way too grandpa. Like if it has Earl's Forks and it doesn't have a sidecar on it, there's nowhere I'm getting there's no way I'm getting near it. <laughs> you might as well just put a sidecar on the thing and just date eighty year old men. The uh,
5: yeah.
1: at least mine with telescopic front forks. Are on you it. saying it's Camaro? It's it's not no, just Camaro. Is, that's full on Night Rider. The uh, that yeah that's well it's hard to be it's hard to be uh, in the
3: future when you have a, a headlight jacket <laughs> with a single a you know, just a it's spirit. in a cell it's yeah. in
1: a cell and it has not a key. It has it's a, a quarter-inch phono plug yeah.
3: <laughs> because and, and I lost single, my key and I
1: made a quarter-inch phono plug into my key. And just a speedometer, exactly. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. Even believe me. the
3: Slash Fives yeah. had the cool tachometer. Yes, they did. underneath mm-hmm. the speedometer. Mm-hmm. But the the U.S. has
1: just had a speedometer. If if you guys knew how bad the people that it I had lived a shutter with for a choke. <laughs> if if you guys had any idea how. It does. violently and brutally my yeah. friends made fun of me even people that didn't ride motorcycles so they weren't even allowed to make fun of me they made fun of me because of my motorcycle I mean they would see me on the bike and they were just like oh my god man they, they'd call me Mr. Magoo they'd call me <laughs> they call me Der Fuhrer you know and like, Der Fuhrer yeah I was a punk rock kid but I'm riding a fucking 69 BMW R69 there was nothing punk rock about that motorcycle I feel your pain on the Ural. You know, you know, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was like a, yeah, it, it was, was like Ural, if a sixteen-year-old kid yeah. came in. and was like I want a Ural. and you're like, you know, the fucking thing uh, is today. It. That is a punk do you have, rock. Do you motorcycle. have Benjamin Button syndrome. The uh, yeah, like today you're right. Today, yeah, today that is a. Punk some kid shit shows motorcycle. up, yeah. Some punk rocker I mean, shows Jim, up on a Jim BMW. Cadillac. That's that's what he writes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah,
3: they, yeah but they, when I like, okay, so when I'm in high school, I'm driving a BMW 2002. Yeah, and no
1: one could give a shit about that car. Yes, because it was just an old car. Right, and now yeah. it was just a 12 year old car. Right. People would die to have. Absolutely. One of those
0: it was, oh well, our, our friend Shane, who's been on the podcast many times, he he used to uh, restore 2002s. Yeah. I've I've he, many he of had
1: them. tons of them. Yeah, uh, believe me, guys, that's that system does not work. For everything, because I drive a Ford Fiesta now and it does not give me any cooling points whatsoever. <laughs> I, I still yeah. get people look at me and just go, A restored Ford Fiesta? Why? <laughs> <laughs> a perfectly restored Ford Fiesta. Yeah, but
3: what cars can.
1: Why would you try? Why would you do I'm that? How about an
3: X-Body? Citation. me. Love it, the, oh, the, the
0: my oh my god! I traveled up way, way like, up north in Canada right with a friend of mine who had uh, <laughs> a. Oh, sorry. A citation. <laughs> we we went on a major road trip in a Chevy
1: Citation. It was amazing. I uh, you you talk about the motorcycles that just do not have not will not ever be cool uh i i was listening to one of the other podcasts and they were talking about how wonderful the 1100 viragos were and just how fast they were and how amazing they were and everything else
3: they look like the horse from the freaking little Rascals. i can't i cannot look
1: at them yes exactly it's the only horse in the world with rug burns on its nipples i mean it's that motorcycle, Giggity.
2: how is it possible
1: that your balls on that motorcycle can be so low? I mean, yes. Did the frame, was the frame just the letter you, I mean,
2: fucking so like because they
1: swing and, to and fro. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like sitting sideways on yeah. one of those rubber swings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, man. The Virago 1100 was so fast. Well, the Virago 750s, they were fast too. No. Oh. They weren't fast. None of them were. No. If, if you're calling that fast, you hadn't ridden a fast motorcycle at that point. If it was fast, and even if it was fast from here to there in a straight line, don't try to turn it. But it doesn't matter anyway, because the only thing you're ever going fast from are the people making fun of you for riding it. Because <laughs> yeah. you can't outrun your shame. If you drive past a picture window and get a view I'm of a yourself of sitting on it,
0: okay, that's got to be in a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> you can't outrun your shame. <laughs> you
0: can't outrun your shame.
2: Well, it's fucking there true. There a lot of those back then.
0: Oh and my the god.
2: Eliminator, the Yes, the, the V Max. I mean, they wanted to go.
1: And Eliminators and V Max were very fast, and they did go fast. Fine. They weren't terrible looking, but the Virago was terrible looking. Or well, sixty yeah. five, or well, or with and shit that like that. Big
3: like plate covering the headstock. Yeah. That's really ugly. There
1: are some many. There are some bikes that what are. What are, are those called? What, what is it? Irretrievably been? ugly. The Suzuki's
3: V twins with the, that plate. The intruders. Covers, the intruders. it's yes. yep. the intruders. The fourteen hundred yeah, yeah. intruders and they're all that. Horribly stuff, yeah. ugly. Yeah. And then one intruders. massive
1: single intruder that just had the one giant coffee can piston. Oh, <laughs> was that a fifteen hundred? No, no, The Savage was a six fifty. But wasn't there a ridiculously there a bigger one? monster? Yeah, I think there was a Monster 1400 or something, single. <laughs> yeah. Damn, look, they, We'll look that it up. We'll the, Google that shit. That was, was like the, a pink can. That was the yeah. Suzuki. <laughs> it was. It was. It, it had jackhammer. It was. It yeah, 1800 RPM. Red <laughs> <line>. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it
3: was the Suzuki <laughs> hit and miss. It was, not, was yeah. the Suzuki <laughs> <laughs> hit
1: and yeah. miss. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the they made one the Suzuki monster... ball throttler. They made one ridiculous, over 1,000cc oh, no. wow. single. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. crazy. It was bizarro. But I'm not sure if it was branded as a Savage or branded as an Intruder. But I know they did the the V-Twin 1400 Intruders, but I thought there may have been a 1600. Um, if you type in Suzuki 1600 and try 1500, try 1400, it's probably going to come up, especially with the word single in there. Through that well, yeah, it would be an Intruder, all right. <laughs> it would intrude all of you. But yeah, there are motorcycles that exist in the world that I just can't imagine will ever be cool. And the second I have somebody, um, you know, and it still happens at the shop, like that kid with that 450 Nighthawk, oh, he just thinks it's the Lord. coolest thing in the fucking world. And every time I look at it, I'm like, eh. And there's that one weirdo cx I, I just wanted to push that thing into the dumpster. That was dumpster. like the CX650 Custom. It was, like... oh, yeah, was kind of half slow. a Nighthawk and half a V-Twin. And Those that thing's a fugly, too. You know what? Uh,
4: It'll go over 104 mile an
1: hour. Yes, it will.
4: Even my CX, yeah. you were talking Put about up, that. Up. Yeah. And I remember getting my CX
1: 500. Ah, yep. I'm like, oh, I'm hitting. I was happy when I could get a little over 100 mile an hour. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we all did. We we did. We, I mean, we're all people here at the table that have kind of admitted that motorcycles today may not be as fast as they were 20 years ago when they didn't have the brakes or the suspension or the frame or anything to do that. There's definitely been a gear thing going on. And there is this sort of like, I don't know, what the fuck do you call it? Do you call it like a top speed index? Where we're talking today about motorcycles that go, you know, oh, the, the bike does 120. Well. Big deal. Big fucking deal. Whoopty shit. Man. You know Any how fast CB my CB. Any 7, uh, CB
4: 750 will do that.
1: Dude, you know how fast my Honda CBX went? 1978. That son of a bitch was fast. You know? These motorcycles were 140, 145 miles an hour back then. I got my DRZ 400 up to 100 miles an hour. It's it's very, very very interesting when you look at that. And I do know that a lot of it has to be the manufacturers being careful, more careful. And I think that there's a certain amount of, like, the brinksmanship might be over. It might just be everybody agreeing to say it'd be a nice thing if we had riders that live long enough to buy their second motorcycle. Yeah, You know? Mm. Because, God, man... Uh, the other thing well, I want to say—I mean, cars will go
4: 120, 130, 140. You know what I mean? They make fast cars. They make fast
1: motorcycles too. I mean, you know, an R six is a very fast motorcycle. Yeah. You know,
4: I, I can definitely
1: say I've
0: driven faster on a motorcycle than I ever have in a car.
4: Oh, I have too. Mm-hmm. It's always the last five minutes. That's what I—it's I, like i, I usually yeah. ride pretty sane. But on that last little stretch home is when I always open That's
1: up. when you crack her open a little bit, and that's yeah, when you push I mean, it.
4: I, I, I think the, the fastest I,
0: I recall going is because uh, by this point I couldn't see the speedometer. Um, I was doing 130, and that was on my FCR 600.
3: The mm-hmm. Stadies uh, it, are on Route 10 now all the time in the morning at 4 o'clock. In fucking the with what your are game, they, aren't they? What are the, they doing there? I don't think I've ever gone over like 120.
1: So has yeah. anybody seen? Pictures? I've never
0: topped a hundred in a car. I'll do a hundred pretty easy.
1: Like,
0: yeah, I mean, but over
4: hundred usually requires a little bit more. In, like, in a You're car, I don't think I've ever gone over a hundred miles an hour. Then you need a lot of road and no cars around. I just, I'm not into it. On anything I've ever ridden that fast, no, I never first. rode a bike that could easily do a hundred and thirty. Yeah, like, well, like you know, a, the, you know, a ZX10 or something like that. Where the the, like,
0: the, oh. the the funny thing was, it was when Shane got that Triumph running. Of, of Phil's. Oh, and the TT600. Yeah, he didn't have any gauges on it. Yeah. And he, he comes rolling by my house, I'm out in my garage, he's like, hey, I'm running up for a gas Do you want to run up with me? I'm like, hell yeah! So I hop on the FCR 600, and we get on the highway, <coughs> so Shane's got no gauges. So he just goes fistful of throttle. Just wax it. And I'm like, tucked behind the bubble just to keep up with him. You know, I'm like, holy... Fucking shit, what is he doing? You know? And like I said, the last I could actually see the speedometer, I was doing 100, 130 indicated.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so. That's, so, has anybody seen pictures of the new Royal Enfield 750 parallel twin? Parallel twin. No. Parallel twin. Here it is. So uh, it looks... Oh, shit. That was a lousy picture. It looks a hell of a lot like the GT650... What well, we call it? A GT500 Continental? Yeah. Uh, so it looks very much like the Enfield 500cc Continental. It has the same featherbed-style frame. It has a parallel twin motor that looks to me like they just 100% completely stole the Kawasaki 750B engine. Um, <laughs> it has <laughs> totally. the... Yep. It has the same <laughs> it has the same valve you guys can look at the big pictures right here um, it has the same valve adjustment peeper windows as the uh, as the Yamaha Xs 650 does uh, oh my
4: god it does yep what's up with the pipe
1: well there's a lot of things up with the pipe uh, there appears to be some generous amount of fiberglass heat wrapping Heat tape on that pipe. Is it, notice in it random up, weird locations. Side. It does. It does. Um, there's. It's a very strange layout. The oil filter there. looks like they just stole it directly off of Honda. an old Honda, an old G- UJB. Uh, there's. Uh, which it could looks be good be, news. It looks if you're gonna if you could want be my
2: awesome if you don't have to lay it on the side to fucking to change, change the oil. oil. <laughs>
1: yeah, it would, wouldn't it? It looks to be a single overhead cam, it looks to be a two valve per cylinder configuration if I had to lay money on it. Now, here's where it gets fucking weird. And I checked it out. I couldn't believe what I was seeing because it is two thousand and seventeen model year. They're talking about they're talking about launching this bike with two carburetors hanging ah! on it. So it has not one but two carburetors it's hanging. on it. not It's not injected. fuel injected. It is not fuel injected. Here's a picture for you guys who like to look. Of that is not a fuel injector. That is an actual CV carb. It's not a fake. It is not a fake CV carb. It is not, not a like Triumph Tramp- style fake Tramp does. carb. That is an actual CV carb. It's the actual vacuum based carburetor. Yep. Uh, With that a is, pod. It, well, I can only assume that the pods are on there for prototype testing and what have you, but uh, or just to you know to get that in there. They well, haven't they developed the airbox they didn't yet.
4: Did they do a parallel twin at one point? They did.
1: It was called the Interceptor. Yep. And they also did what was called the Constellation. So they did two. Uh, both were parallel twins. Both were 700 cc displacement, mm-hmm. uh, and they were you know they existed on the planet. This does not appear to be. Those cases rehashed. I, I looked at it enough to tell this, you.
3: This site says that the carburetors are for testing purposes. And, and it will believe, be fuel injected? They believe it will be fuel it injected. Would yeah. It would almost have to be. To be, to be to get need, it to that's what I would think.
1: Carb. Uh, the In site eight, that yeah. I read this morning uh, said that they were making a decision to go carbureted.
3: And they, have, they said it will be oil cooled too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, why would they go backwards? Oh, believe me, this is a this is a very very big.
2: You do know we're talking. about Royal We are talking Enfield. about Royal Enfield. <laughs> you
1: do have to remember that we are talking about Royal Enfield, and uh, it seems to be that their target market. What they're they're comparing this bike projected sales figures. The only thing they're comparing it against is a uh, Street 750 Harley Davidson. I've seen a, a number of different websites that.
3: Coming out of the same factory, they're
1: coming. Well, <laughs> they're not they're not the same factory, but they're definitely in the same neighborhood. Well, they're down the street from so, so each other. So the street yeah.
3: 750 Harley davidson How widely sold hey, is that? Well, is in street 750. Uh, I just had the statistics here. It's I could keylish. I could it's told you fine. a second ago. I'm going to lend you your street about, uh, 750 out of the dirt. It, 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 isn't, it, that, isn't it, that one of the
4: ways that Harley Davidson has
1: yeah. entered the, the the Indian market?
4: Maintained world, global market share is mm-hmm. by well entering new markets like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. Uh, I looked at the numbers and it said that that the Street 750 had outsold the Continental 500 GT. Wow! In India last year. Really? Yeah. So I don't know if they were counting the Street 750 and the Street 500 as a platform, just two different motors in the same platform, but they definitely said that uh, that it had outsold that the Harley Davidson had outsold the Enfield 500 GT. But remember, the 500 GT is just one segment of their entire range of Enfield motorcycles.
4: And narrow, very right. narrow.
1: Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's interesting. So uh, what I can tell you is, say what you will, the, the current distribution system in the United States regarding Royal Enfields has cost them a lot of dealers. A lot of dealers have stopped carrying the product in the past six months or in the past year. So they've lost a whole hell of a lot of American dealers. We're not saying why that happened. Well, That's a discussion for a different thing. That's not for an internet forum.
5: Yes.
1: But it has. That's, and that's not worldwide. That's just U.S. distribution. Um, that is not a problem. That is not going to hurt Royal Enfield. Trust me, the United States market could totally fucking implode, and it wouldn't hurt Royal Enfield one bit. Right, it would right. be not even stubbing their toe. But here in America, if you're the kind of guy that says, No, man, I fucking want... An Enfield. I want to own a 500 GT, Continental. Or I want to own this thing. Well,
0: <laughs>
1: I can tell you from my own personal experience that it's not an easy bike to own. It's just not an easy bike to own. It's,
4: Don't you own a Euro?
1: He owns a fucking Euro. Yeah, yeah exactly. So think about that. Right. Yeah, let's yeah, think but, about that. Yeah.
4: I'm a masochist. And there are other masochists just and like you're a, you. are
1: But differently, you're a skilled fucking troubleshooter. And you're a, you're a purveyor in a hoarder of ancient shit that was weird. And if you just want a bike that's going to get you to work in the morning, that's a dude who's not in the same category that you are.
3: I still would like a C5, though.
0: Put that on a business card. Right, I would buy a C5. Purveyor of ancient shit that is weird. And
1: you might be able to own one. But we've seen a lot of them that have top-end failures. We've seen a lot of them with valve train failures. We've seen too many problems for a 2014 or 2015 or 2016 motorcycle. We've seen things that an excessive number of warranty claims that could be just based on Americans are using the bikes at a higher rate of speed than they were originally engineered to do. And the same thing happens with Ural's. You know, if you're using something... Faster than it was meant to be used, it's going to have a problem.
4: Those bikes were never geared right for the U.S. I agree. Well, First gear, it had such a, it has so much torque, it doesn't. Need. I could
1: wheelie those Enfields. Oh my god, they were the best fun with the, with the flywheel, yeah.
4: And the, it didn't need to be that low. Yeah. It needed up geared to be able to handle U.S. highway speeds. Oh,
1: the best thing about the Royal Enfield was that torque, and boy, you could wheelie. The worst thing about it was that rear fender meant that you could only wheelie it. So far, <laughs> because then you got up into that rear fender real quick. Yeah.
3: Ural is si- 60 is it. Yeah. If you do yeah. 60, like 60, you have a 50% chance of dying. <laughs> but at 61, it goes up to 90. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. And, and so I would. Mean that's, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the way it is. You just know you're not going to ride them that fast. You're
1: not going, and I can tell you, if you own a Royal Enfield, if you own a 500cc single from Royal Enfield, you are not going to be going, you know. If you're on a C5, a G5, or a B5, one get a GPS and compare your GPS to your speedometer. That's an important first step to understand what a Royal Enfield distance unit is compared to a mile per hour. So know the equation, know the know the exchange rate before you go out. And then when you ride that motorcycle at an indi- when you go ride that motorcycle at a real honest to god 70 miles an hour, and you see how crazy it is to go from 70 miles an hour to 75 mm-hmm. and how that bike just is like i really wish you weren't treating me this way i just remember shane and i following you back
0: <laughs> and <laughs> i was i was from, on an avl you guys were on games
1: they Ooh. were on fuelies yeah we were on fuelies they were on fuel injected bikes i was on a carbureted yeah. avl and he's
0: he's holding his head down by the motor and pointing to it do you know how fast i was just because the fucking
1: valve float I was going maximum speed. Do you know how fast maximum speed was? I don't know. I was too scared to look at the speedometer because I was waiting (laughs) for the yes. I was waiting for the piston to join me. Yeah, (laughs) and the valves were just floating like a son of a bitch.
3: You were waiting for the. Piston to violate you? <laughs> yes, I was.
1: I was waiting for the piston to penetrate three gallons of gas and hit had, me in the fucking chest. Shane and were following him, and Phil's yeah.
0: just got his head done by this motor in full
1: tuck, and he's just like, "There was no faster it could go." <laughs> he he yeah. just he
0: was pointing down, and yeah. we we kind of pull up beside him, and all you hear is just. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I had achieved
1: technical valve float, <laughs> where nothing else could happen. It was speed limited. It was a built-in speed limiter, but it wasn't on the spark side of things. It was on the valve side of things.
3: Enfield Nirvana.
1: (laughs) Enfield Nirvana. Look, we've created a lack of valves. You don't need valves anymore in this motorcycle. Yeah. It's gone too strong. It's gone too strong. (laughs) It really did. It oh, was, We are over an hour and a half. Okay, so we're gonna let that one go. So yeah, there are spy pictures of the Royal Enfield 750. Um, the, one of my most, uh, one of my favorite lines is, I'm looking at these different Google results, and one of them says, uh, Royal Enfield 750 rival for the Triumph Bonneville 2017.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, sure. What?
1: No more complimentary statement has ever been made towards Royal Enfield than suggesting that it would be a rival for the Triumph Bonneville uh, in 2017. Well, maybe we'll
0: sell one to Chris.
1: I don't fucking know, man. Uh, No, we won't sell them because I'm not carrying them. And unless things change dramatically at Royal Enfield North America, I'm not going to be carrying them. Uh, And if you are a person that does... Own a Royal Enfield, uh, a current one, mo- you know, modern Royal Enfield, uh, and you want to write a, a, an email to us about your trials and tribulations you've had with your Royal Enfield, please, please do let us know. I, I would be, I would love for you to take the time to write that all out, and then at the top where you would normally put in clevelandmoto at gmail.com, address it to Royal Enfield North America, and send it to them. And I, do know, I,
3: yeah. I know somebody that can lift the curse. Right.
1: <laughs> the uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. Uh, we have been through as a dealership here. We have. There's a place in the back where we have hit our head on the beam so many times over Royal Enfield issues <laughs> that we're like. Circling back on us over and over and over again.
3: That's the one with the hair on it. Yeah,
1: that's the bloody post with the <laughs> hair on it. Uh, Mostly his, I think.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, he was royal end top end guy forever. Like, oh god, no, <laughs> no you're transmission guy. Second, third, and fourth. What did you do? Guy. Six of them. You did six or yeah, you did that six or winner. eight of them. Yeah, need first and yeah. fifth. Great and you all. Just yeah, in do them all. Yeah, yeah. brand new bike. Do yeah, brand miles. new bike. Just do just do eight bottom ends. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Yeah, come. Man, Why big. doesn't every motorcycle need to have all the gears replaced? So. The, it's just, that's just one of those things. Um, as far as what we're up to, um, I'm sure that by the time this podcast gets dropped and we drop another one, there's going to be some hint of snow in the world. So, uh, we are going to be getting there. Man. The, the other might day. be spring.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no. Does everybody in the world know what sleet is? Sleet's I don't know. I'm sure people in Australia sleet?
1: have never seen it. Frozen rain. Yeah. Yeah. That, that happened the other day. That happened the other day? Did it happen here? Yeah, my house. Oh, Really? Yeah, I've, I'm still, you know, I'm still feeling pretty good about the world. I love riding at this time of the year because I, I like, I'm wearing, man, I'm wearing my flannel line. Well, we shit. had an
4: Indian summer.
1: Yeah, we had shorts today. Of course you did, because you know
4: <laughs> you wear shorts in the winter you, time.
1: You wear shorts anytime <laughs> yeah, you're not I wear shoveling. Shorts today. So. Yeah. anytime you're not shoveling snow, you're probably wearing no, shorts.
3: We're shorts on the shovel. Oh, snow. you have your
1: your snow shoveling <laughs> shorts.
0: Not when you shovel them you shit, though.
3: <laughs> I actually, I do that too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, guys. So remember on that, please drive fast and take chances. Take us out, Johnny Mac.
4: Oh, wait. Hold on.
1: Stop, stop, stop. That was terrible. And remember drive fast and take chances. Bum, 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 bum,
2: bum, 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 bum. bam bam bam
5: bam